Welcome to Nourish by Spinneys, the podcast which promises to inspire you to eat well and live well. I'm Devina Devecha. And I'm Tiffany Eslick. This is a space where we hope to nourish your heart and soul. On this show, we chat with leading players in the food community, from farmers to foodies, as well as health and well-being experts. It's all about engaging conversations and fresh ideas. So, Davina, last time you rushed out to attend the reveal of the 2023 edition of the Michelin Guide Dubai. Yeah, I was on a tight timeline that day. Um, it was actually a great afternoon catching up on all the new announcements. But let me give you the highlights. Dubai now has three restaurants with two stars, uh, one new addition compared to last year. We also have 11 restaurants with one star with three new additions. And there were two new additions for the green star. We also have 17 Bib Gourmand restaurants uh, and 59 Michelin selected restaurants. But no three stars yet, I see. Not yet, but I'm sure we're on our way there. Um, once the announcement was done, I sat down with Michelin Experience's Director of Communications, Elizabeth boucher Ancelot, to talk about the evolution of the city's culinary scene. We could see uh, the positive emulation that was at stake in Dubai uh, those last month. And it comes to new starred restaurants, new Bib Gourmand restaurants, new Green Star restaurants. And we are very, very happy uh, to give that accolade to the Dubai culinary scene. Uh, we have two new additions uh, when it deals with the Michelin Green Star, which is something, yeah. especially here. Uh, we were super glad to see how some chefs were committed to uh, sustainable gastronomy, uh, making sure that food waste uh, was uh, uh, taken care of, uh, making sure that uh, reducing the carbon footprint uh, was definitely in their mind, uh, working with local producer, uh, making sure that the, the, the communication to the teams, the training of the teams, but most importantly, the communication to the customers yeah. uh, was definitely uh, a key point in their philosophy of cuisine to make sure that everyone uh, going to a Green Star restaurant leave the restaurant with a nice dining experience, but also being fulfilled with something a bit bigger. You know, for our listeners, can you just talk a little bit more about what goes into selecting a Green Star a restaurant? Yes, um, we are looking for pioneers, mm. frontrunners, people who are deeply committed into making the food industry change, basically. They do believe that they want to provide great meals to craft great dishes uh, for their guests, but they also want to have a sustainable approach yeah. in the way they are making their job. Yeah. And that uh, we are definitely um, uh, very, very happy to be able to award three restaurants here in Dubai. And I'm glad to know that you know them pretty well. Yeah, we sure do. All three restaurants are absolute favorites, and we've also featured them in some capacity over the years. For context, Lowe was awarded the first Green Star in Dubai last year. This year, Bokka, which won a number of awards for sustainability, was added to the list along with Table. 
I am so thrilled for Omar and the Baka team. I think he lives and breathes his passion for sustainability. Whenever I spend time with him, I just want to go out and do good or, like, you know, change something in my life to yeah. be more sustainable. <laughs> and I, I think he really, really deserves this recognition. You yeah. know, it's a long time overdue. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, you spoke to Chef Carlos from Table last year on the show. Yeah. And during our chat, he also told me about uh, his and his team's philosophy of being close to zero food waste. In the kitchen, I think our last report was 3.5% wow. of wastage. Uh, we only threw, which is we try to eliminate tissues and yep. plastics, uh, but food wastage, we have two garbage bags. We have, you can see it, we have one for food and we have one where we put plastics and tissues only and we recycle it separately yeah. and we give it to the garbage people. Well, I think one of my chef, my pastry chef, she told me, Shirin, she's like, listen, we need to use everything. I have fennel and the offcuts of fennel. Yeah. She used it to make her ice uh, granita, sorry, not ice oh, cream. Oh, very cool. Granita. Yeah. But my zero wastage of food, it's more like a through fermentation, how I can make sure, preserve and keep it for a long time. Yeah. And use it for next season or this season. Any other highlights from the announcements? Yes, actually. So there was a new category, which is special to Dubai this year. It's not a category that's um, in any of the other lists around the world. And that's called the opening of the year. So this went to Ariana's Persian Kitchen by Chef Ariana Bundy, which is located at Atlantis the Royal Hotel. We wanted to put the spotlight on the capacity of uh, great professionals to invent new places that are qualitative as soon as they open okay and for us uh, it means something it means that the level of uh, well the demanding level that needs to be uh, put on when we want to provide uh, good food good service and everything um, is 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 here and that's what they did so we wanted to say hey look at this yeah and you know we obviously launched in Dubai last year uh, how would you say the reception had been you know, a year ago to the, the list coming out here. Um, and, you know, since that one year, have you changed anything about your approach to the Dubai F&B market? No, we are sticking to our methodology and very proud of it. It's an international methodology. Uh, it means that Dubai is treated like any other great city in the world. And it also means that one star in Dubai worth one star, one star in Paris or mm, New York mm. or wherever. So no, sticking to the same methodology, um, the star, for example, is based on five criteria, whether it has one, two or three stars. Uh, those criteria are the same everywhere. And we were very happy. The inspection team uh, of the Michigan guy was very happy to, to see that it was evolving still this year. Mm -hmm. We have three new one star, yeah. one new two stars. It's, it's very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, for those of uh, our listeners who may not know, can you just briefly tell us what the five criteria are for uh, to be awarded a star uh, with Michelin? Yes, with pleasure. So the five criteria of the of the Michelin Guide uh, are the following. The first one is the quality of the products. Super important. And I know that uh, it's important for you too. Yeah. Uh, so that's the very first criteria. The second one is the mastery of cooking techniques. Mm -hmm. Basically how to cook things properly, but also how to cut uh, meat, fish, etc., etc. The third one is the harmony of flavors, the way they are balanced in the plate, uh, in, the, in the dish that is crafted by the chef and its, and its team. 
And then the fourth one is the personality of the chef as it is expressed in his cooking. As you know, every chef has puts a bit of his soul uh, in, in, the, in the food that he is making. So that's an important criteria for, for us. And last but not least, the fifth criteria is all about consistency. Consistency all over the menu, but also consistency throughout the year. Um, anytime when our inspectors go and sit at a table, uh, they want to find uh, the same quality. Right. Uh, it's it's very, very important. Yeah. Um, has anything surprised you about Dubai's restaurant scene um, since the time that, you know, you've entered the market? Well, um, probably for the Michelin Guide inspectors, the most striking is, well, are two things. The first thing is the incredible diversity mm -hmm. of huh, cuisines, 23 yes. different Cuisine styles yeah. in the Michelin Guide uh, in this 2023 Dubai edition. It's impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive, and it's it demonstrates how open-minded uh, diners are behaving mm -hmm. in in Dubai. It's great. They can switch from Indian cuisine to French cuisine to Italian, and they're super happy and open-minded, just like our inspectors. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the high level of service. Yeah. Super high level of service. We have an award uh, dedicated to it for service, but also an award dedicated to sommelier. For us, um, it's also part of the experience yeah. and uh, enhancing the dining experience with great service and with great advice provided by, by a sommelier is very important. So yeah, Dubai is pretty good at this. <laughs> and, and do you feel that it has changed in any way um, since, you know, you launched the guide last year? I would say that um, for our inspection teams, there's a positive emulation mm -hmm. created. And as you could see in this second edition, some chefs uh, were promoted yeah, this yeah. year. So it definitely means that still pleasing their guests mm. they raised the bar they raised the level of their cooking techniques and so on uh and for us it's worth mentioning it yeah it's very interesting how dynamic uh the 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 food scene in dubai has been over yeah. the last month yeah and i think like uh, as you say there were new additions to the list and uh, Tresen studio for example i think it moved up uh, a start yes. and one one star last year and two stars were awarded this year so like you said it's great to see that that growth we'll continue our conversation with elizabeth along with her advice to restaurants right after this short break let's talk about our tomatoes our Spinney's food tomatoes come from Ladoria, tomato processors based out of Italy since 1954. They source their tomatoes across the provinces of Campania, which has a lot of great volcanic good soil, and Apulia, which is close to the sea. Yes, the tomatoes are grown in natural conditions and then processed within 24 hours of picking through the summer to lock in that freshness that you enjoy with our tomatoes. We love working with partners like Ladoria. In 2016, they became the first Italian tomato company to produce a sustainability report outlining their carbon dioxide reduction goals. Here's Diodato Ferraioli, who represents the third generation of this family business. We have been able to map 
uh, our CO2 uh, consumption throughout all our extended supply chain. Uh, and we're putting uh, into place uh, several activities in order to uh, reduce uh, the, the, uh, our impact. For instance, uh, we are setting up new photovoltaic plants to be uh, always uh, less reliable uh, on energy uh, coming from non-renewable uh, sources. In 2022, the company recovered 98% of its food waste, which is just fantastic. So the next time you want delicious tomatoes, you can shop them at spinneys.com or grab a can in our stores. Welcome back. You're listening to Nourish by Spinneys and our conversation with Elizabeth Boucher-Ansolon, Director of Communications at Michelin Experiences. I guess I'd like to ask what made you decide or what made Michelin decide that Dubai was ready for a guide? Well, like Gwendal Pulenek says, the international director of the Michelin Guide, um, it's a combination of uh, several criteria, but we thought it, we've been scouting mm. uh, Dubai as a destination and as a culinary hotspot for almost 10 years. Mm. Uh, Gwendal uh, was following that very carefully. And at a certain point, um, the inspector said, you know what? This is now a very mature mm -hmm. food scene. Yeah. So it's worth demonstrating to the world yeah. how interesting uh, Dubai food scene is. Yeah. Uh, and that's why uh, we started to say, hey, we have to do something. And the second thing was we could see the dynamism. Yes. For us, you know, the Mission Guide is never coming for one year. It's always yeah. a long-term decision. Mm. So we want to be able to reflect um the the dynamism of of the, of the of the talents uh, that are uh, evolving here and we could see some chefs uh, um mature enough to um own the city in a yeah, way yeah, you okay, know yeah. and also international chefs mm. coming being very happy to open yeah. tables here and homegrown chefs uh, opening their own places. Yeah. Very interesting too, because they have a different approach. And all this mix up together. Oh, yes. The, the inspector said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the moment. <laughs> yeah, like you say, no, it's, it's fascinating around homegrown as well. You know, a lot of chefs who've perhaps grown up in Dubai um, too, you know, kind of launching in the market. Um, Carlos from Table, for example, he's he's a Dubai kid. So is Suleiman from Moonrise. So exactly. like you say, it, it is genuinely... And so young. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, when they told me how old they were, I thought, wow, you guys are really like doing something uh, kind of impressive um, at your age, but in this market, which is not easy. Um, with so many restaurants. Exactly. And um, there's no age for talent. Yeah, agreed. And we were very happy also to, well, put the spotlight on those talents who are always very happy to talk for their teams. Yes, too. yes. Because, you know, today, uh, to match those five criteria, you can't do that alone. Exactly. So we were also quite impressed by the leadership mm. of these chefs, even quite young, to manage strong teams and make sure that they are providing a qualitative uh, service uh, every day. Yeah, I mean, even the chefs who went up and, and spoke, you know, most of them, I think, mentioned their teams, you know, seems basic, but it's nice to see. Um, that they're acknowledging them. Um, it was natural. Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking about, you know, your inspectors as well and them saying Dubai is, is ready as, as a market, uh, 
I mean, approximately in general, I guess, how many inspectors do you have in a market? So we never communicate on the figures okay, yep. of the of the inspectors. What I can say is that uh, it's an international team yes, okay. that is uh, uh, crafting every year the um, the selection of the Michelin Guide. This way, there are no bias. Mm. Uh, it's not a French team. It's not an American team. It's a global team uh, that is uh, uh, sitting like anonymous, anonymously yeah. at at the restaurants in Dubai. Uh, more than 20 uh, nationalities uh, are at stake uh, within this uh, international teams of inspectors. And this way, um, never going twice to the same place and uh, crossing their experiences, they are able to put together a wonderful selection and to give the distinctions. So on average, how many times would an inspector eat out, um, you know, in a year, I don't know, or a month? Oh, it depends. But, uh, you know, roughly it's two meals a day. Outside. One at lunch, oh, right. One at dinner. And um, they are very, very happy to do so. Of course, there are the weekends and then and, and other moments when they are off. But it's between 300 to 350 meals a year. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's... That's impressive. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's impressive, food. but... They're passionate people, expert people. Um, it's wonderful the way they are talking about the experiences they had thanks to these chefs and their teams. Um, what they want is to reflect mm. uh, the great experiences that they had uh, on in the guide to share that with as many people as possible. And I mean, what other qualities, I guess, do you look for in an inspector? Um, if, you know, someone said, I actually really am passionate about food or restaurants and I want to be an inspector for Michelin, like what would make you even consider someone to, to be an inspector with you? First of all, uh, you have to have been working in, the, in, in a restaurant uh, for several years, either as a chef, pastry chef, sommelier, but we want people who knows what is a restaurant. Yeah. That's the first thing. And then, uh, depending on uh, their profile and uh, experience, uh, they are interviewed by people in our teams, uh, obviously, uh, during a lunch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's an interview that is happening during a lunch. And then uh, they are trained uh, at Michelin mm -hmm. by senior inspectors during roughly two years right okay yes uh, that's very important for us to maintain this uh, um, uh, consistency all around the world and make sure that uh, uh, those experiences are uh, at the standard that Michelin is expected I want to talk a little bit more about the kind of the global lists uh, as well like are you seeing any kind of trends in restaurants, you know, after all the lists you compile, you know, across amazing gastronomic cities in the world? What, what are we seeing right now happening in the world of culinary? Well, first of all, and maybe COVID accelerated that point, more and more talented chefs are trying to make good food, but not only. They are conscious that the, if they want to keep uh, playing, with, playing with the ingredients mm -hmm. and having fun in their kitchen, they have to think of the future. And that's why many, many of them are now moving forward in a more sustainable 
gastronomy kind of spirit mm -hmm. and it's it's great to see that and it's it it's happening all around the world yeah. and accelerated as i said since since covid so maybe that's the first thing the second thing is uh, they are keen to please uh, local foodies who are now true experts uh, local foodies are a, it's a very demanding type of customers but because of that the level is going up we have no quotas at the michelin guide but it was obvious that we had we have many many more restaurants coming into the michelin guide family and having stars than in the previous years because the level is is going up and maybe the last thing is um the quality of the global experience service uh, the sommelier advice, uh, front of house in general. It's very interesting to see that uh, whatever the type of cuisine, um, the general experience that the diner are going to have is taken care of mm -hmm. by the chef. And yeah. it's part of the global philosophy. And we like it because a great service is also a nice way to say, hey, I want to go, I want to go back. I want to go back to this place. Next time with my family, next time with my uh, husband, wife, whatever. And, and that's good. That's what we want. We want people to go to the restaurants. Yeah, and go and <laughs> eat some great food. <laughs> um, I'd like to end by asking if you have any advice um, for chefs and restaurants, not necessarily to get on the list. I mean, you've already outlined the criteria. Um but obviously there is a pressure, I guess, once you get a star, I think, you know, it's like they want to keep it or they want to get more stars. Um, any advice for, for these chefs and their teams um, now that they've won stars or been awarded more? The only advice is keep on doing what you like. Um, we don't want you to work for the Michelin Guide. We want you to work for your guests, for your customers. Among them, there may be a Michelin Guide inspector. It's true but we don't want you to work for us. The idea is to get the accolade of the Michelin Guide to reward the extraordinary work you've yeah. been already doing. Keep your personality. Keep daring. Keep trying. Keep innovating. We, we like innovators too because that's why the Green Star mm. arrived. Yeah. Because some chefs, they tried, they failed, they tried again, they, they, they succeeded, and then... We thought we have to reward those chefs. So there was no advice to do that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they did it alone. Yeah. And we were just here right after to say, this is great. Mm. So only advice is keep doing what you're doing and keep doing what you love doing. Great. Well, thank you so much for that chat. I genuinely enjoyed it. And it was great to see the list come out um, today. Um, Looking forward to trying the restaurants I haven't already. Uh, but thank you again and uh, hope to so see you much. soon. Thank you. So before we wrap up, has the guide added any restaurants to your visit list that weren't already there? Well, um, as you know, I go out a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually been to all the Bib Gourmand uh, restaurants. Um, so that's at least I don't have to now, yeah. you know, <laughs> start doing that. Um, I am quite keen to check out Dinner by Heston. Oh, nice. I went to the one in London years mm -hmm. ago um, and was thrilled with that experience. So I want to see if there's consistency and if it's carried through here. And then Haseki. So many people have told me about that and how they've enjoyed the experiences. So yeah, that is on the that list. That is on your list. Nice. 
This episode was brought to you by Spinnies and is hosted by me, Devina Devecha and Tiffany Eslik. We're produced by Chirag Desai and artwork is by Michelle Clements and Jehan Youssef. You can follow Spinnies on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok for more and visit us at spinnies.com where you can shop for fresh produce and a variety of local and exclusive products. And you can catch our previous episodes with the people behind some of Michelin's recognized restaurants in your podcast app. We'll be back in two weeks with our final episode of the season. See you then. Woohoo! I seem to have hit record. <laughs> okay. You are so good at this. <laughs> Chirag, I'm coming for your job. No. Yeah, watch it, Chirag. <laughs> He's going to be listening to Only this. Only took so. us a whole season yes. <laughs> to like, learn how to take over. <laughs> <laughs>